0: Well, hey, everyone, and welcome to episode number 36 of Your Questions, God's Questions. And we are continuing along with some of the questions that Jesus has uh, for us in the Bible's New Testament. These are mostly from the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And as always, I invite you to share this broadcast. You can do so through Facebook. Just hit that share button below. Or you can do so through the Podbean and Apple Podcasts uh, uh, podcast format, the audio format. And uh, you could subscribe to those. And then when we have new content, it goes in your inbox. And uh, so we're at number 36. And uh, also inviting you to join with us at 11 a.m. on Sunday morning for our online service. We're going to be starting a new series called Dear churches from the introduction, or the first three chapters really, of the Bible's book of Revelation. So you'll uh, you'll want to tune in uh, for that, and we are tracking forward to our first service in person on the 20th of September over at Cineplex Distante in the city of Brossard. Okay, so today we are back in the Gospels. And we're looking at a question that Jesus asked, a very, uh, direct, very sharp question. And, uh, often when Jesus asks questions, they're quite direct. He doesn't mince words. He gets right to the point. Sometimes his questions are offensive. Uh, sometimes they are totally, uh, uh by surprise to the, the people who are hearing them. Uh, and so here's an example of this. And, um, this is the healing of a a man who was paralyzed and you see it in Matthew's gospel in Mark and in Luke as well Um, and I'll read it out of Matthew and then out of Luke because the question is phrased a certain way uh, by Matthew as he saw it Uh, so Jesus stepped into a boat Matthew 9 verse 1 crossed over and came to his own town Uh, this is talking about Capernaum Uh, some men brought to him a paralyzed man lying on a mat and when Jesus saw their faith he said to the man take heart son your sins are forgiven now apparently uh, they didn't take him to see Jesus because he had a sin issue but because he had a paralysis issue In any case, verse 3, at this, some of the teachers of the law, this is the ultra-religious elite uh, who knew the law of Moses inside out and backwards. They said to themselves, Matthew says, this fellow is blaspheming. Imagine that. I mean, that's a pretty nice thing to say to someone, your sins are forgiven. And then to have the ultra-religious thinking in their hearts, this is blasphemy. Nobody could say that. Verse, nine, uh, verse four of chapter nine, here's the question. Knowing their thoughts, Jesus said, why do you entertain evil thoughts in your hearts? Why do you entertain evil thoughts in your hearts? Which is easier to say, your sins are forgiven? Or to say, get up and walk. But I want you to know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins son of man is jesus's favorite title for himself comes straight out of the book of daniel chapter seven and so he said to the paralyzed man get up take your mat and go home And then the man uh, got up and went home when the crowd saw this they were filled with awe and they praised god who had given such authority to man Now, if you look in Mark's gospel, he renders it a little different. He tells us that it's in Capernaum. They gathered in such uh, numbers that there was no no one left uh, in in, uh, the home, the room that they were in. Not exactly sure where, but it was indoors, not even outside the door. And he preached the word to them. So you get a crowd of people jammed into a home. So men came bringing to him a paralyzed man carried by four. So you've probably got one on each corner of the mat. And they could not get to Jesus because of this crowd. And so famously, they made an opening in the roof above. Now you have to understand what the architecture was like back then to, to see that, okay, this was a doable thing. It wasn't like today the way that buildings are built. And uh, they make a hole. They dig through it. They lower the man right into the pulpit so to speak where jesus is teaching and when jesus saw their faith he said to the paralyzed man son your sons are forgiven same thing teachers of the law were sitting there thinking to themselves why does this fellow talk like that he's blaspheming who can forgive sins but god alone Immediately, Jesus knew in his spirit what they were thinking in their hearts. And he said to them, why are you thinking these things? And the story ends the same way. It is quite a phrase to ask. Why do you entertain evil thoughts in your hearts? Here you have a man in need that's paralytic. And uh, the first thing that Jesus addresses is his sin problem. We don't even know that he has a sin problem. Like I said, he has a paralysis problem. It's very clear. Jesus does not imply that his paralysis is a result of his sin, but he, he diverts attention away from the physical need to talk about the spiritual need. And regardless, he's addressing the man's need, and he's doing so out of compassion and, and yet this ultra religious group is accusing jesus of blasphemy religious blasphemy because the authority to forgive someone's sins before god is only god's prerogative it is there is no man in their view that can do that on behalf of god only god can forgive sins in a general sense that are directed toward him and this is the way jesus says it son your sins are forgiven the man didn't sin against jesus but jesus makes this authoritative and bold statement your sins are forgiven the implication is who do you think you are that you can forgive sins you don't even know this man and so the ultra-religious are very very angered by this And Jesus identifies these thoughts as being evil. He says, why do you entertain evil thoughts in your hearts? Why are you jumping to this conclusion when I'm helping this man who is in need? And so Jesus, put on the spot by this ultra-religious elite group, says, well, which is easier? right? To say your sins are forgiven or get up and walk. Well, they're both pretty hard to do unless you've got the authority to say those things. And what does Jesus do? He heals the man publicly in front of the religious elite who are his enemies and in front of those in need who are his friends. And in particular, this one man who is able to walk after Jesus supernaturally, instantaneously, heals him forgiveness of sin healing in a physical way to demonstrate the authority that jesus has as god in the flesh now it strikes us today this question why do you entertain evil thoughts in your hearts it's very relevant we are jumping to all kinds of conclusions aren't we uh, not only about Jesus and who he is, but life right now is violent, intense, filled with anxiety, fear. There is a storm of various things that are happening on planet Earth right now, way beyond a global pandemic. Uh, you have a, a, an a outcry of anger against systemic racism and injustice you have uh, uh, elections and world leaders rising and falling you have uh, uh, hurricanes and i mean there is a mess of stuff that is happening right now and this question from jesus why do you entertain evil thoughts in your hearts here it's about jesus first we need to check Uh, what do we think of jesus what are our thoughts toward him maybe you're a christ follower on the other end of this camera or you're listening to this maybe you're not what are your thoughts about jesus that's the first and most important thing and the second thing are you guarding what you think about are you entertaining evil thoughts are you jumping to accusation and condemnation Or are you filtering what you think actively through the lens of righteousness and godliness? And so this is a very, very mm, poignant question and a very disturbing question in many ways that Jesus asks, but it is one that is relevant even for today. So I hope this has been uh, uh, I, uh, hard to say in necessarily an encouragement, but maybe um, maybe a challenge for you uh, today in episode number 36. And I look forward to being with you again next week as we take a look at your questions, God's questions. And I invite you to join us again at 11 a.m. on Facebook Live for our Sunday morning service. We'll be starting a new series, Dear churches. Look forward to being with you again. Until then, God bless you.